It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello, Laura! Hello, Bobby. Simultaneous hello. Fantastic. <laughs> you um, sound like a radio DJ. I know. Um, you know, it's just fantastic. podcast voice now because we are into, can you believe it or not, the fourth series of No Holds Barred. This is episode number 42. Well, I am amazed. What's what, that you survived that long? No. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> that. I mean, we've hung on a couple of times, haven't we? We have, we have. By the cliff edge. It feels like so much more than that. I mean, well done us. We've, we've, uh, we're still going and um, people are still listening. So we're doing something right. Doing something right, aren't we? And it's not just Rob and Steve. It's not just Rob and Steve. Um, Did you notice, Laura, that last week your icebreaker got cut? (laughs) It did. It wasn't in the podcast. You can't. Why did you do that? <laughs> well, it was um, it was a creative decision because uh, we by were, who <laughs> by you by the executive editor, i.e., me. Uh, it wasn't. It was shit. It was shit. We were shit. It wasn't you. We were just shit. So it was wow. like fuck this. Cut that out. Cut that out. Didn't rate the grades. Wait, because <laughs> I've literally just remembered again. I oh, thought shit. you would realise you haven't done it. Oh, I've got a good icebreaker this week. Oh no, you have done it. They have done it. Um, it was a, basically, it was a last minute one, wasn't it? And it was just it was, like... it was it was so last minute that I didn't even realise I I didn't have one. And then you were like, mm, "Do this," and it was like, "Okay, shit. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> we'll just move straight on. I'm going to apologise now if you can hear hammering in the background. It's all happening here today because my next door neighbour's now decided to hammer. Oh, I can hear that slightly. It's fine. It just sounds like a little mouse's DIY. heartbeat. It's really quiet. It's fine. Mouse's heartbeat. Love it. Oh, what a beautiful way of describing someone nailing a wall. Oh, no, it's getting a bit louder now, actually. Yeah, wait for it. It's probably going to be like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> sake. How are you? Oh, my God. Are you sure they're having sex? It's very that would, be, that would be weird and awkward because they're quite a lot older. That's fine. Old people can have sex. Everyone's welcome to have a, a sex if they want to. They're in their 50s. So oh, my should... God. That's like only 10 years older than us. <laughs> Not Pretty really. Well, Not like really. Anyway, but, yeah. No, no, they could be in their 60s thinking about it. All right. Either way. Either Cut way. Your dirty legs. Yeah. So I don't... In fact, this is something that I will say about our neighbours is that I never... like The penny didn't drop for me that the bedroom in the back of our house the back of their house obviously it's straight onto the back of our garden but when the neighbors go out sometimes I'd be like Steve quickly I need to take a picture or I need to do a video because they've gone out I'm not going to use their names um because they've gone out and Steve like oh you know that insert name is going to be in his bedroom chopping one off because you're going to be naked in the garden like fuck off Steve he's not in that bedroom it turns out he is oh is it one of their children? Yeah. Oh, God. Is he a bit of a pervert? I don't know, like, but he doesn't hold eye contact with me very well. <laughs> That's because he's only used to staring at your vagina. <laughs> That's because he has absolutely sit my tits. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, like, I 
while ago. I was in the back garden. And I was like, oh my God, insert name, is that is his bedroom. Steve was like, I fucking told you a million times over. That is his bedroom. I was like, oh shit. But now it's I'm right. just like, well, Embrace he's going to look away. Embrace away. it. I, um, I know it's always an issue, isn't it? Doing what we do and just yeah. really prattling about in our gardens. So, oh, but some of the, the stuff you've done is fucking classic. But it's, I'm not, I'm not generally not na- like semi-naked or naked. It's just more like twerking in a fucking dinosaur. No, but you like dressed up as Batman. I did, <laughs> you did Batman. Batman. <laughs> I was in that massive inflatable dinosaur doing the WAP. Um, yeah, that was interesting, and they were definitely watching. But that's where I used to live. There was a fucking block of flats at the end of that garden, so I had about thirty-five people watching me do that shit. Like, we don't need the telly today. She's out again. Mate, part of the requirement of the new house was it wasn't overlooked in the garden. Yeah, that would be my new requirement. Not because of the fact that I, yeah, that I plan on you know getting my rack out for the next twenty years of my <laughs> life, but just purely because I fucking hate being overlooked by other people. Yeah. You can't relax, can you? No. I just want to lie in the sun and get my tits out when I'm in the garden. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and to be fair, like I, I do often get changed in our conservatory and the poor fuckers over the back. Like one of them's even fitted a security camera into the alleyway. And I think like, you've probably done that for the amount of times that you've been like, what the fuck is she doing out there? Oh my God, this leads perfectly into a little anecdote that I've uh, selected for us this week oh because I thought last week was really fact heavy so I'm just gonna chill out I agree the facts this week I agree it was a bit too much factual information so this week instead I've just um found some random little news stories from uh so I'm not gonna get to my icebreaker again is that you what can, we're doing we might we're just... talk about this because this is literally <sighs> <laughs> this is about a mum who uh, was left a note on her windscreen wiper from her neighbour and it said, it would be much appreciated if you could at least shut your blinds when walking around naked. My <gasps> kids do not and would not like to see your ass out <gasps> on the street. Much appreciated, your neighbours. <gasps> so someone, a neighbour actually left that for a fucking woman and she said she doesn't even get that naked around the house she literally just had a t-shirt on with some knickers and that was it 10 30 night four and she gets that what wankers I, I literally walk through my house in a pair of pants and a bra to go and get my stuff if I need to in a conservatory or like I'll walk through into our bedroom which has a massive bay and I'll literally be straddling a towel yeah you know like a hand towel just trying to like <laughs> shimmy in to Clean get in my clothes flaps, get the east yeah. down, the and then if I'm completely naked then I'll just like hand crawl across the floor and like grab things <laughs> from the drawers and then, hand like... crawl. oh my god that's so funny like yeah. a commando kind of army style yeah thing. yeah 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 that's why I've got that bloody privacy film on isn't it yeah, mate, get on it because then you can just be out naked, not have to worry about it. But you don't want to be worrying about that kind of shit when you're in your own house. No, what a fucking wanker. I know. Like everybody's got a body. All I'm going to say is this person cannot spell. So I'm, in, I mean, I know you're dyslexic, but I, am dyslexic. I instantly lost about 58% respect for them. <laughs> Only 58. <laughs> well, they spelt neighbors, N E I. B-O-U-R-S. You've just fucking neglected three letters there. The absolute twat. The G and H. Two letters. Neighbours, yeah. <laughs> Who's the dyslexic one? <laughs> anyway, um, so there you go. That was just a little story for you. So you can do your icebreaker now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's all right. 
That's all right. So my icebreaker for you this week, Vic, believe it or not, this is a good one. If you were a potato, what way would you like to be cooked? I, I've got to be a chip. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, because they're, I mean, if you're going to have potatoes, in my view, you have to have chips. I'm not a big fan, like mashed potato can fucking do one. I'm not mm-hmm. interested. Do you like mashed potato? I, to be honest with you, I find potato all round controversial. controversial. I struggle with it. really? I struggle. <laughs> in what way? Just like, what was the point of it? Yeah. So I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of chips. I don't mind Ooh. them. Don't mind them, but we don't eat a lot of chips, really. Oh, my days. So if I get a bag of chips in our house, it could potentially last us a month. What do you mean, like a bag of frozen chips? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm afraid to break this to you, but I'm not having frozen chips. I make them from scratch. (laughs) (laughs) You pretentious cunt. I don't... How do you do that? I haven't got a deep fat fryer or anything. I don't have a deep fat fryer. Roast them. I I guess what I probably make are roast potatoes that are chip-shaped. That's probably I don't like roast potatoes either. Oh, I like roast potatoes, but for some reason, it's the it's the shape of the chip that makes it so spectacular. We fucking love chips in this house. We absolutely love them, but we have sweet potato chips quite a lot. Again, I just make them. Sweet potato chips are so easy. You just chop it up and then put some oil and salt and pepper mm. and stuff and put them in the oven. But if you if I make um, chips, like, you know, chunky cut ones, then I'll pre-boil them, shake them up a little bit, and then put them into hot oil in the oven and then... Uh, cook them that way that's how I make my roast potatoes and they're fucking delicious do you know what once on Instagram I was sharing that I was making some roast potatoes and someone fucking messaged me and I'm like oh my god I can't believe you cut your potatoes like that <laughs> oh my god how is that a fucking thing? thing how can someone be offended by the way you cut a potato because people are cunts, are cunts. that's <laughs> right it's like oh my like what how Why? did you have enough time in your fucking day to message someone about the way that they cut their fucking potato like, what does that say about them like what is oh, their Jesus what is their Christ. issue with the way i've chopped it is it is it triggering to them what would it trigger potato phobia i bet that is a phobia actually you know it will be yeah i bet maybe it triggered a memory from childhoods of uh getting a roast potato lobbed at their head or something and it was maybe. the same shape as the ones that i did yeah because they were a cunt kid as well as being a cunt adult so yeah. right glad you got a roast potato in your face you dickhead leave me alone yeah. you have, yeah, you're, i feel like you weren't okay about that <laughs> wasn't. it really wound me up yeah that would have wound me up like it's how so I, it's, there was some of the fucking ridiculous things that you get Oh, no. oh, can I, uh, Vic, I just need to like interject this whole conversation and I just need to say that the biggest issue that I have with this podcast is I forget that people can't see my face. Right. So sometimes you're telling me something and there'll be a long pause of silence because my face is reacting to the situation <laughs> oh, no. and my voice isn't being included in that. And I must remember the fact that podcasts mean that people can't actually... Yeah, no, but that's going to be so... What were you going to do instead then? So I'll be telling a story and you're just going to be like this. <laughs> you can't do that. No, but what I mean is like some of the things, like you've said them and then there's been a pause and then I've like, it's almost like... Yeah, you you taking it in and you're processing the information and then you sort of respond. Yeah, but it's almost it's almost like I left the room. I came back well, in. Well, Laura, I've got news for you because I have to cut down your pauses. So what you actually hear on the edited podcast <laughs> is probably 
<laughs> about a sixteenth of the actual pause because they're so fucking long. Because you forget, like when you're saying something, <laughs> my face will be reacting to the situation, but I won't necessarily be like, oh my god, I'll just be oh like, my. I've seen a ghost. <laughs> or you're doing your uh, turtle from the um, Creature Comforts impression. Or, yeah, that or that. Oh, can yeah. we have a can we have a tortoise update, please? How's Barry and Spike, whatever they're called? Spike and Flash. Spike and Flash. How are they getting on? They're dudes. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. They are the love and life. It, they're alive. So have they uh, done anything spectacular? Is it literally just the same? Other than shit? massive shits. Oh, you said that, yeah. Big poos. Yeah, gigantic poos. No, they're they aren't they're not the most stimulating thing to be around, you know? No, I know. That's you just forget that you've got them, surely. They are quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. They like one of them has like an actual personality, which I know sounds mental. But <laughs> what is it? Descri- describe which one is it? Spike or Flash? Spike. All right. Describe Spike's personality in three words. Spike is very, so he'll climb in and out of things over and over again. He does that, which is hilarious. And then he follows you around the garden. Right. So he's got OCD. He's a bit stalkerish. Yeah, what and else? he uh, he likes having his head stroked. Oh, you got to be there. You got to be there to really appreciate it. But yeah, he is a lot more entertaining than than Spike. He's just a greedy cunt, to be honest. Right. He just all he wants to do is fucking eat. I would like to meet them one day. I think they should. Uh, maybe we could get them on as guests on the podcast. <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> they would have less uh, silences than me. True, that is very true. Um, well, seeing as you are now technically a reptile owner, is that correct? Is it taught as a reptile? I think so. I'm not sure. They're cold blooded. I've got another story for you that relates to reptiles. How about this? Oh. I think I'd actually die if this happened to me. An Austrian man sustained an eye watering injury to his genital area when he was nibbled by a five foot python hiding in his toilet. In his fucking toilet. Where did he live? In Austria. originally i read that as australia and was like oh yeah of course what do you expect mate you live in fucking australia it's got like eight out of the ten most dangerous insects and reptiles in the world in it but no bloody austria i didn't know austria had fucking snakes (laughs) is it known for clogs and strudel no isn't that holland that's holland and what aren't strudels danish fuck knows are they clogs are definitely dutch austria's isn't austria like germany Austria is, yeah, that's right. It's more German than Dutch. Oh my God, I'm so good at this. And fucking pythons. No, so this python was um, a pet that belonged to his next door neighbour. Oh. And it had escaped and oh. got into the toilets. But it's it's so massive. It's five foot long. So imagine a five foot python curled up in your toilet. The, the guy... Like, do not, when you go to the toilet, he didn't even look in the toilet bowl. It was like in the bottom where the water is. Yeah, but then I think this is like the U-benders, isn't it? Right. It, I think that they can kind of appear like, oh, hello, what's that noise? What's this? Ow, it's another snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another, it's a baby snake. Um, but oh the fact they didn't even notice that something was coming up the toilet before it bit him on the balls. I find that like... How unobservant, or like, do you have any sense? But how could a snake? I'm guessing if he sat on the toilet, he was probably going for a shit. Yeah, it was going for a poo, I think. Because otherwise, you'd see it coming up towards you if you were just standing up with your willy out. And then, how would you not? Oh, can you that? imagine the terror? 
<laughs> I'll be like, what the fuck was that? Because I don't think it is, um, they're not like feminists or anything, but they've obviously got and a bit of a bite. That does not matter. You should see the size of it. It's absolutely fucking huge. Five foot, well, that's, I'm, I'm five foot ten, so that's ten inches off of my height. So the guy next door, who he belonged to, he has 11 non-feminist snakes and a gecko in his apartment. And a gecko. I love that. And then the guy that rescued the snake was like, I've never seen anything like this in the 40 years of working with reptiles. <laughs> Probably because it was also covered in shit. <laughs> yeah. And he lives in Austria, where it is not massively known to house pythons on a regular basis. Oh, can just... you imagine how terrified, though, you'd be once you actually I saw just... it? What would you do? I would have to leave the house. Yeah, I think, like, snakes don't terrify me. No, not when they're behind a cage, but if it's in your loo. Yeah, but if that that's the thing, like if I was in the house and then I saw one, oh, fucking hell. Look, and also, I don't My own, ass, I would leave my body. I don't know enough about snakes to be able to look at a snake and identify it and go, oh, yeah, that's fine. It's not a feminist one. Other than a rattlesnake, I wouldn't know. Or an anaconda because they're, you know, they're huge, huge. But I would like, yeah, I would never, ever want to come across an anaconda. Um, this is so totally random, but I thought you might appreciate it. Guess what's coming back to Channel 4? What? Changing rooms. Is it? Yeah. Is that the channel it was on? I thought it was on ITV. Is it going to have Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen yeah, in it? He's in it. Oh. It's been 17 years since it was and last on. Something Barker. Uh, no, Linda she's Barker. not on it anymore. Baker. Um, yeah. Uh, it's him and then some other interior people that actually I recognise quite a few of them off Instagram. Um, but <laughs> the picture is he's got his leather slacks on, obs, fucking little oh. necktie and some leather trousers on Lawrence. I just loved it when um, they'd do the big reveal and then the people would start crying <laughs> and be like, yeah, I hate I it. Love, yeah. I hate yeah. it. Fucking some of the stuff they used to do. I, I mean, I thought it was one. I loved that program when I was. Yeah, I liked it as well. But it. looking back now, fucking hell, what <laughs> yeah, they, they did. did. Like, I'll tell you what, awful. we'll come in, spend a day in your house and absolutely wreck everything that you like about it and just leave you with a disgusting, yeah. horrible room that no one's ever going to want to sit in. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to have to spend even more money changing exactly. it back. It should be called changing back rooms. You know, one person I would quite happily have come in and start my entire home, Paloma Faith. Yeah, she's got amazing, incredible, oh impeccable Oh, my taste. God. If you don't follow her account on Instagram. For a minute there, you're going to say, you, babe. <laughs> what, and, you know what? Don't. Because you know how how much of an influence you've had on like my interiors and stuff. Like you've had a humongous positive impact on my um, interior design. Like and hear. also my best friend Lindsay, can we just also oh, no, confirm? Lindsay's obsessed. She yeah. is obsessed with your interior design. <laughs> so do not come at me with that. Uh, Sovic, yes. I've got a story. Yes, please. This is what I'm here We're... for. This is from a boy. Ooh, hello. Boy. Hello, boy. Who wishes to remain anonymous. Back in the day, I used to work offshore on the oil installation. Mm. I don't know what an oil, oil rig, I'm Yeah, guessing. I guess, yeah. I'd done my two weeks and was looking forward to going home. Crew change day came and I had my usual cuppa and got my stuff together in preparation. About an hour before the helicopter arrived to take us home, I began to get a bit of flatulence, but thought nothing of it. The helicopter was nearly here, so I went into my survival suit, grabbed my bag and headed up to the helideck with the rest of the crew. What the hell is a survival suit? 
I don't know. I'm guessing it's obviously like like a like fireproof a... cuffed bad boy. Yeah. Okay. So it would and, be, and hello, you know, survive I'm just casually getting picked up by a helicopter. To by a helicopter. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I suppose all rigs are in the middle of bloody nowhere, aren't they? Yeah. Which I would not cope well with. No. Would you? I was no, fucked I'd that. I'd be really. I'm very scared of water. I don't like boats. Don't even really like paddling in the sea. <laughs> Just the idea of being completely isolated, yeah. I couldn't cope with it. Neither. I need land. No. Yeah. I like to be able to go to the shop. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> That's where I'm at. Um, we all get on the helicopter and buckle in and off we go back to Aberdeen. The flatulence started to build and my tummy began to get sore. It didn't feel good. Saving grace at the time was that the rubber seals of my survival suit keeping the putrid stench contained from the other guys. Uh, and then the shit started coming. Oh. I tried I tried to hold it, but it was really painful on my tum. So I had no choice but to shit myself. I had to sit in a pool of my own stinking shit for two hours. Oh. <laughs> oh, everyone was asleep and oblivious to my situation. We get back to Aberdeen and I then had to figure out how to get out of my survival suit without drawing attention to my Ecliptic anus. Oh, I managed to get space away from the rest of the guys at the heliport and put my back to the wall and my bag as close to me as I could. Ripped off my suit, grabbed my bag, covering my shitty bum <laughs> and, lower, and lower back and ran to the toilet. I had to discard my ridiculously heavy soil pants and jeans in the sanitary bin and clean myself to the best I could. Luckily, I was able to change into fresh clothes that were in my bag. I have never felt so minky or dirty in my life and feel so sorry for the people that had to clean my survival suit. <laughs> oh, God. It's having to sit in it for two whole hours. But also... Can you imagine how sore we would have been? Yeah, you know, and it would have gone cold. Uh, it must have a real rubbery uh, consistency to it as well for it to not to seep through or out at the bottom. It must be like if you fell in the sea in it, water wouldn't get in, right? So it's like pretty oh, much sealed point. up and then yeah. it'll keep you all warm and safe. <laughs> But you'll be drowning in your own shit. So literally, so warm and safe that even if you shit yourself, it wouldn't come out. <laughs> Can you imagine the panic? So there's no toilets in a helicopter, are there? No, mate. You can't even stand up in a helicopter, can you? Oh, I don't. I definitely don't think you'd want to lean out and shit into the wind, <laughs> would you? And you, you can't even get any space between you and the person that starts next to you because it's so compact, no. isn't it? So, so I think that's the worst part of that. Don't you think that's the worst part? That you're sat next to it, probably in between two people, and yeah. you know that you're shitting and they don't have a clue what's going on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. At least it's super loud on a helicopter. Oh. From, I think you've got to wear like ear defenders and stuff, haven't you? That's the only saving grace. So you wouldn't hear it like <laughs> coming out of this bum hole. <laughs> What's that noise? No idea. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Well, looking like you're basically trying to strain out a fucking Mate. ball bag for your bum hole. <laughs> 
how did he suddenly get away from the situation as well? Like that's pretty much an achievement. But what happened to the survival suit? Because he he said, he, "What did he just give it back?" Well, I'm guessing obviously dry cleaners. Wait, well, he said, "I feel sorry for the person who had to clean it." But he talked about cleaning the outer sanitary towel that had his used pants in there, not the bloody survival suit that he probably gave back to some poor fucker who then had to clean it. Yeah, can you imagine like tying the arms, the legs, and the neck with a note saying, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> Can't throw them away because they can't be cheap. <laughs> no, I don't think so. What a legend for writing in and telling us that. Have you ever been on a helicopter? No, I haven't. I, I don't know. Have you? No way. Does it not? No. See, I would, I think I would be up for prepared to do a bungee, not oh, a bungee jump, what? skydive. Are you serious? Yeah, I think Steve did a skydive. He was like, it's fucking amazing. Oh. I can't even, I'm not very, I'm just, I used to be really good at those kind of adrenaline, high, like high adrenaline things. But since I've had the kids, I can't. I mean, yeah, I think maybe it's just my anxiety is too much. I, it's the actual moment of going over the edge. I think that w- I just, yeah, because I've, have you ever done like, um, this is not the same as getting in a helicopter or bungee jumping or skydiving. But have you ever done um, like zip lining before? No. See, that's like one of those moments where you go to step off and you think, oh shit. It's like that natural instinct of like, but I can't step off. I don't know if because... I mind that so much because it's not that high, is it? How high no, is it? No, it's not. I feel it's that plunging to your death. That's the part of it that terrifies me the most. But like I did one over a lake. Yeah. And then if you fell you in that, have... you'd be all right, wouldn't you? Yeah, but no, I know. But when you're in that, because I thought, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. This sounds amazing. But then when you go to step off and that's just a little ridge, that's yeah. not a fucking helicopter. That's not just a little ridge. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my, I, I just, you know, both me and Rob are really, Rob more so than me, I've said this before, he's so, like, health and safety conscious. Oh, yeah. Steve's very health and safety conscious in that he would never do anything you know, irresponsible. And yet for his 40th, he wants to go to South Africa and swim a great white, uh, great, great white shark, <laughs> great white sharks. And I'm like, no, mate, fuck that. I'll come to South Africa Absolutely with you. Not. I mean, I am what is, what is swimming with sharks? Like they literally put you in a cage that has got the yeah, biggest. that's what he wants to do. Like space between the bars. Yeah. A shark's face can fit into one of those things and they can take a chunk out of you 100%. Mate, you don't even need to explain any of that to me. Like, he is so fucking up for doing it. He always has been. Mighty sharks are my greatest fear. It's the thing that I'm the most scared of. I have of swam with a shark when we were world. in the Maldives. It swam past us. Oh, no. I've told you that story, yeah, haven't I? Like, I that, yeah, that's why I didn't go in the Maldives, mate. I didn't get in the water. I was like, no, I'll just sit, I'll just sit here. It's fine. Oh, I loved being in the water. Until that moment, that's why. And then there was those massive death stingrays knocking about as well, just like casually by the manta rays. Yeah, those things. It's like, yeah, all right. I'm definitely not going swimming. Thanks very much. See you later. Um, right, should we have another story? Yes, um, please do. Okay. So, so or should we just quickly tie that loose oh, yeah. end up? Go on then. I'm. We're so sorry for his loose end. <laughs> we. What well, I think the most commiseration is go to the survival suit. Yeah, poor thing. So that survival suit that would Did it have, survive it, the shitstorm out your bumhole. There must have been quite a lot of liquid. Yeah, and who had to deal with that? We want to know. We yeah, want to know. Please, please let us know. Uh, okay, so another little story for you. So, 
Yesterday, I sent my nine-year-old off to her trampolining holiday club for the day, expecting her to come home telling me how much of a good day she had. She walked through the door and handed me her lunchbox, but it wasn't her lunch I saw sat in the little side. It was my silver bullet. (gasps) (laughs) I was fucking horrified, but still had hope and prayed that she hadn't got it out to show other people. I asked her why she had it. She said she was looking for my drawers for some money for the top shop and found it. (laughs) I asked her why she took it. And she said, I like the vibrating in my hand. I couldn't stop laughing, but was equally mortified. Anyway, shortly after she came home, I got a phone call from the trampolining club's welfare officer. (laughs) It took me a minute to click what it was about and then it hit. I was like, oh my God, I know what this is about. The poor lady on the other end of the phone had to explain this to me that my little one had bought in a silver vibrating toy to which she proceeded to show all her friends at the trampolining club. You would though. Not only did she show them, but all the kids were running around laughing, poking each other in the back with it. <laughs> so not only had it been up her back, it had been poked it. into 20 other kids' backs. Oh my God. The woman was awkwardly reassuring me that they had to follow up with some safe, with any safeguarding concerns and it even got raised with social services. Oh my God. Thankfully, saw it as an innocent kidnapping of mum's sex toy. We end up laughing about it in the end, but I will not be seeing her next week. Dad's doing the drop offs and pickups from now on. <laughs> After the phone call, I couldn't help but think how worn my silver bullet looks and what the staff must have thought of my silver bullet at home. That is such a mum thing to do. It's like to be like, oh my God, they found my sex toy. But then immediately, like, oh my God, are they going to judge me for how worn out it is? Like that's what goes through her mind. The the fact that it's no longer shiny, it just looks like it's been dragged along the gravel. And they're not going to be thinking, oh my gosh, she lets her child play with sex toys. You're thinking, fucking sort it out. (laughs) Buy a new one. Yeah, but I'd like to think any any self-respecting adult would know that no parent would openly go, here's a sex toy. Take it to trampolining (laughs) with you today. If you get scared or sad... Just turn it on and it will remind you of me. Like, <laughs> nobody fucking thinks that. Everybody, like, I would fucking love to have been that person who found that and would have rang them. <laughs> That's the thing with these sex toys. A lot of them would be so intriguing to a kid because they do yeah. look like, oh, what's this? Especially like a silver one like that. That's really, it's just sparkly shit, isn't it? You think about the sonus. Like if one of our kids found a sonus and put it to their cheek or something. <laughs> And it sucked them. My kids have never found any of my sex toys. No, Oliver's found uh, one of my vibrators when he was really little and was just waving it around like Harry Potter's wand. Can you hear that? Oh my God, he's back. So that sounded like it was in your house. No, he's not. Obviously. No, he's, <laughs> no, not. he's not. He's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he's just uh, found he just found one of my uh, vibrators when he was really little. This before I ever even thought he'd look in my cupboards or anything like that. So they weren't particularly well hidden, but now they are in a designated dildo area. <laughs> designated dildo box. <laughs> dildo, dildo bag. A dildo bag, if you so wish. Oh. Imagine what a fantastic idea that would be. <laughs> idea. Um, in the cupboard where they can't reach them, so they won't find them. Although there has been a few, like the lube, they found the lube and been like spraying that all over the place and be like, Mommy, look at this, I've got a magic potion. I'm like, yes, you're right, it is a magic It potion. slips and slides everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not much else. Although saying that, I'm pretty sure that that cock ring is just out by in Rob's bedside table. 
Mine are in my bedside table, but they are buried amongst all the other shit inside my bedside table. Yeah, because that's the problem with hiding them. It's like when you're in the moment, this happened the other night, actually. Yeah. In the moment, I was like, wait, 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 wait I'm just going to get the solace. And then yeah. I had to go to the wardrobe. It was quite dark. I couldn't see what I was doing. I'd had a glass of wine. It is so awkward, isn't it, when it's like, like that? Yeah, oh, just a minute, just a minute, as his erection just goes, <laughs> especially as I'm then like completely naked and I have to get a chair to stand on it to look at the top of it. It's like, this is the least sexy that you've probably ever seen me now. Just, yeah, scrawny little thing climbing up a chair. No. Yeah, that's not sexy. That's not sexy. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, my leg. You know what I was saying about doing the weights? Yeah. I'm absolutely ruined today. I can't, I'm so ruined. I can't stand up. I can't sit down. I can't walk up the stairs. I can't walk down the stairs. I can't sit on the toilet. I can't get up from the I cannot walk, Laura. I, because, because of the, of the weights. fucking weights. And on your arms. On my legs. I don't walk on my arms. See, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah, but what weights have you got on your legs? No, doing um, weight assisted squats. So holding the oh. weight in my hands here. Oh, and God. Doing so, I can't even tell you how many squats I was doing. But at the time, it didn't feel like anything. It never, it never does. does. And it was a really heavy weight. But even that, I was like, oh, I could probably go heavier than this if, if I had a heavy one. Um, and there was one where I had to put like my ankle, my heels up on something. So I was on tiptoes doing this squat thing. But oh, that's unusual. I've never done that before. And then I've, I woke up the day after and was like, my legs! Like even like turning over in bed is agony. How the fuck is that possible? It's just so annoying when it doesn't, like when people go, just start off real easy because it will hurt the next day. And you're like, fuck, fuck off. off. It would hurt it now. Man. And it doesn't hurt now. And then I've been doing it for, I've been doing it for quite a while. And I don't know what it was about this particular set of exercises that has like fucked me over. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've had such muscular fatigue. Muscular, muscular fatigue. fatigue. <laughs> this hurts so bad. I'm like the next day I was going to do another workout. I was like, I can't actually. I can't do this. I can't do anything. Jesus wept. Well, well, I don't know how we we managed to get onto that subject. I know. This is just how random our conversation flies. Uh, silver bullets. Pack your sex toys away. Pack it. Oh yeah, you being stood on a chair. You being stood on a chair. Sex toys. Um, maybe there'll be a product coming soon that will maybe. accommodate your dildo needs for storing and hiding them. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? NHB merch coming soon, <laughs> <laughs> which is top secret. So I have got an agony aunt. Vic. All right, let's have it. Let's solve. Let's solve it's some about- problems. It's about masturbation. Oh, our favourite subject. Mm-hmm, I know. Okay, so she obviously says, blah, 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 blah. I love you guys. You're hilarious. I quite <laughs> watch. So uh, anyway, you quite often talk about masturbation. My dilemma is no matter how many times I have tried and used my sex toys, I cannot climax. I have a few vibrators I have and try using but still to no avail. Any help would be much appreciated. I genuinely believe that this is a medical condition, you know? Oh, really? There's a really small percentage of women that find it absolutely impossible to orgasm. And I honestly think that's something that she should get investigated by. I guess it would be a gynecologist, I assume. I think anything to do with the vagina and pleasure is that what she sounds like when she speaks 
Hallo, I'm not fishing. Hello, Anna. Oh, mine does. Mine does, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Very deep voice. Yeah. Or a long beard. Like Doc Cut and mine. <laughs> I think that... <laughs> With the booth on and everything. And a fag hanging out of lips. And a fag <laughs> A bit grey. Oh, actually white now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that anything to do with like female pleasure and stuff, it feels like quite an awkward thing to go to the doctors about. But yeah, I think maybe you're right. Like if she's tried. Well, it could be that or the other thing, the other glaringly obvious thing to me um, is that it's a psychological blockage that is preventing her from having an orgasm. Because as we know, it's not just as straightforward as tingling in on the old ding dong and being able to orgasm is so connected to our our brains um arousal and uh maybe there's something possibly something in the past maybe that's happened that even though she's not conscious of it it could be the reason that she can't reach climax i wonder if she's ever had one did she say she's ever had one or not I think it's more about masturbating. I don't know whether it, yeah, whether it's just masturbation or whether it's sex as well. I'm not sure. Doesn't say. Ultimately, is orgasm the goal for sexual pleasure? Is it? Is it for you? When masturbating or, you know, it would be for masturbation for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it just for fun. I don't (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's not something you do just purely based on... I don't know what what else masturbation could be classed as, like downtime, I don't know, like knitting or... A bit of meditation, clitoral meditation, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's, you're doing it with, but everything has its end goal, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, regardless of what it is, you're still wanting to reach that end. I've just had a little search, Laura, and this has actually got a name. It's called orgasmic dysfunction. Ah. Um, and it's when people have difficulty achieving orgasm during sexual intercourse or masturbation. And it's divided into four types of dysfunction. So basically, it's exactly what we just said. It's either a physical issue or a psychological yeah. issue. And sometimes it can kind of be like the two intertwined. Um, and also not being stimulated sufficiently. But if she's got a load of you know if she's tried sex toys and none of them have worked then that says quite a lot doesn't it has she got the sonus though no one can resist the sonus but it's also you know let's be completely honest a very expensive piece of equipment um i got one for 35 pounds off amazon but yeah sure yeah, yeah, but how fucking lucky were you? Oh They're normally like a hundred pounds. Ah, uh, I think this is this is definitely one that's like something that she needs to get investigated properly. I guess it's just yeah. knowing the right channels to go to, really. Yeah, because if you, you, I don't know, I don't know how comfortable. If I'm being completely honest, how I feel about going to my local GP about that because I don't feel like my local GP would take that seriously. No, I tell you what, when this is when I had. Um, Casper the cunt scenario yeah. happening and I had issues with my regime. Um, I did go to my GP. I mean, it's like different because it's kind of like a rash thing and I was trying to get investigated, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, I found a gynecological clinic that's uh, obviously it's, it's gynecological, but it's specialised in women. It's called like the women's clinic. And I went there knowing full well that it was all... You saw Fanny. I saw Fanny. Fanny sorted my Fanny out. Uh, but I knew, I, I went knowing 
that that's exactly what they're there for. And there was some reassurance for that. Like, it took away the embarrassment. It's like, you know, a hundred, guaranteed they have dealt with every single possible yeah. condition that you could ever possible imagine. Yeah, you're not going to walk in through that door and they're going to go, oh, we've never had this before. Exactly. Like they are specialists within their area. And I think that says a, it, it, it is so fucking important that you find that and you know there could be gps listening to this right now a lot of you are great a lot of you are fucking shit as well <laughs> it's true <laughs> just yes, putting it out experience. there I, I think i've had like 50 50 experience basically how they deal with stuff yeah i i would say i ha- i wouldn't even manage 50 50 with regards to positive experience negative experience so that's the worst thing about it i remember uh, quite a few years ago we had a Oh my God, she was amazing, this GP at our doctor's surgery. And I was gutted when she left because she was actually really fucking good at what she did. Yeah. She listened to what you were saying. That's the main thing, isn't it? It's like the listening thing. Because there's one at my yeah. GP, who I, I always try and get her because she just has a conversation with you and she asks you loads of questions. And it yeah. feels like a really um what's the word? like all round care it's not just about yeah. dealing with issues it's like making sure that I'm okay emotionally and mentally and and physically like she's yeah she's amazing but then I've had another guy who tried to give Oliver Ribena as um a medicine when he was two months old <laughs> what <laughs> he had hand foot and mouth and he was like oh yeah I, I said he's not really drinking he won't, he won't take milk like he's not really drinking his fluids down he was like I'll just give him a bit of Ribena like, are you actually mental? He's two months old. He's not even off. He's not even on solid yet. You can't just give him a Ribena. Can't just fucking give him Ribena. <laughs> but there would be people that would take that advice because it's from a GP. I, I really don't get me wrong, guys. I don't doubt your job is really fucking hard, and you must lack a lot of time when you are already stretched your absolute maximum yeah. capacity. But I'm just saying, some of you are really. I know, but it's like any do. job, isn't it? It's like it's that whole thing of people saying about influencers. <laughs> I'm not comparing influencers to GPs, but no, just, I think they've got a little bit more uh, background, a little bit, a little bit more credibility. Uh, um, yeah. They they just tar everyone with same brush don't they it's like mm. you can say they'll say all oh, influencers are shallow wankers which might be true for yeah. me and you but there are good <laughs> ones out there who want <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. we're saying is so some gps are shit some are good we're not saying so if you don't have a good relationship with your gp okay. surgery then kind of invest a little bit of time of finding out people or someone routes. or an organization yeah. yeah alternative routes basically um, i've just seen some stats as well so it says 15 percent of women will have difficulty reaching orgasm and 10 percent have never had an orgasm during sex that's quite that's quite a lot isn't it 15 mm. yes yeah, when you think about that as like an overall demographic of women yeah. so but then i think alone. we've kind of i think we have discussed that before yeah 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 we have we've talked a lot like, about all this stuff yeah of like how it's just such it's such a taboo subject for women oh, no. to talk about how much they might struggle. And it's certainly been a, you know, even for me as someone who like is quite open. But you know, I don't like to blow too much up your vagina, Vic. But you've definitely helped me with that, like being more open. It's like since our no, friendship I thought, started. I mean, thanks. Uh, but I do find that surprising because maybe because we've always just been really open and honest and had these chats mm. anyway. But I couldn't imagine you not being that way. Yeah, because you just got to find your people. You got to find your people. 
That's all. And when you find your people, it just works. <laughs> the verbal diarrhea falls out of you. Um, okay, so in summary, then we recommend seeking some sort of professional help there. Um, go to your GP. No, if you feel confident enough that they'll be able to sort of support you. Also, don't feel like, oh my God, I'm stuck if you don't. Yeah, because there are other avenues. I'm sure if you do a bit of research, you'll find a clinic that specializes in that and uh yeah just get investigated uh okay well i hope that helps in some way yeah yeah so some of the way to maybe making you feel less alone yeah and the fact that you it's not just it definitely won't just be you that's going through this there are other frustrated clit sim slags out there who just need to blow their socks off Uh, (laughs) um let us know how you get on because it can be part of our tidy up time yeah as as for um uh poo boy and poo boy let us know what happened to the suit we're desperate to know all right then oh i guess that's it it i think that is it it's been a pleasure as always it has been a pleasure i'll tell you what we've been doing wrong laura (laughs) for 41 episodes we've been reading out the handle of our instagram incorrectly why because it's got loads of underscores in it oh shit it does doesn't it <laughs> no but they're spaces what do you mean it's a space because you can't um you can do an underscore that's how i logged in today yeah but it's a space you can't just put fucking space bar no holes bar <laughs> yeah see it still comes up does it yeah okay i believe you <laughs> Uh, all right, well, thank God for that because otherwise that would have been absolute terrible marketing from you and I. Um, so if you do want to send a story, you can, or an agony on, or in fact contribute yeah. to any of our facts or icebreakers, whatever you want, just send it to noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or Laura. They can find us on Instagram at no underscore holes underscore bard underscore podcast underscore podcast it's not quite it's not got quite got the same ring to it is it when you've got to do all those no it does not um yeah we look forward to hearing from you and we cannot we're doing two records this week because laura's going on holiday next week and um, and you're officially officially on holiday holiday now i mean i'm not because i'm working but i'm just not i'm officially off social media which is a fucking breath of fresh air let me tell you um yeah. yeah so uh we're doing two so we're doing the next one in like a day's time so god knows what the hell we're going to say to each other then <laughs> well i imagine it will be no different than any <laughs> other day we'll still manage to find a whole lot of random shit to talk hopefully about hopefully something will excite will happen between now and then so that i can share that with you but if not you know we've always got a million and one stories to share from you filthy lots so there we go yeah uh uh rate and subscribe that's oh yeah sorry thing. oh my god you did it yep yeah, rate and subscribe Give us five stars, get one you know you want to. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Hi, my name is Kay Adams. And to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.